What's going on you guys? This is TC here with another episode of Southern Fried Horror. And on this week's episode we have two movies on the agenda. We have Brian Tobato's Ghostface, a Scream fan film. who he um, And he was so, I'm so grateful that he allowed me to watch it. He's having some issues with uh, uh, letting it be released for the mass public. Over a couple issues, not really sure what, but... If you um, are a huge Scream fan or want to watch this film, I think he might allow you to watch it if you message him privately or ask him. He might send you a private link. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure, but don't quote me on that. And we will also talk about Hell House, which I just watched two times this weekend, not going to lie. And so let's get into it. For the news for this week, there's not much going on. Jamie Lee Curtis did grace the cover of E! Magazine for the Halloween edition. Congrats to you, Jamie Lee. Who else would you want on your Halloween edition of your magazine? I mean, she's got a new movie coming out in three weeks now, guys. We're less than three weeks away from uh, Halloween 2018. And she is the original screen queen, so congratulations. I'm sure that... Uh, both sides are happy with that. And as well, we have Happy Death Day 2 has a release date and an official name. It will be Happy Death Day to You. Coming out February 14th, Valentine's Day 2019. So you guys be sure to get you a date. And don't be the only one alone in the theater that night. <laughs> so let's get into it. We'll talk about Ghostface first. Since, uh, you know... It is a fan film. I'm sure plenty of people have reviewed Hill House, so we'll talk about Ghostface first. So if any of you guys cannot make it through the full episode, at least you'll get a little bit about Ghostface. So Ghostface is just a pretty simple 20-minute fan film, Scream fan film. Not much uh, too complicated going on. I will say if you're expecting Never Hike Alone type production value you're not going to get it but this is super well made and super cared for you can tell that brandon loves scream you can tell that he loves making movies and brandon i would love to pick your mind if you ever had the opportunity to see kind of uh just uh see what you're doing because i can tell you're making doing a lot with a little and it's super impressive and let's go into the pros of this movie like i said i'm not going to get into too much of the uh the plot, it's just a, I think it would ruin it for you if I got into the plot too much, more or less. There's a new ghost face in town that's trying to find Sydney, uh, Gale and Dewey, and he's trying to tra or track them down and get their information from some lady who happens to have all of their information for some reason. But that's about the gist of it, and I'm not going to talk about too much more of it. So as for the pros... The opening scene kills pretty good, pays a lot of homage because every Scream movie has an awesome opening scene. So that was whenever I first saw that, I was like, you can tell this guy knows his formula, loves the movies, you know, this is going to be taken care of and it's in good hands. Uh, lighting's pretty great and some great practical effects. Um, you know, like I said, you can tell this movie uh, didn't have, you know, the however much it was on Never Hike Alone or what you see in normal films but as far as 
a fan film. This has some pretty dang good lighting and really dang good practical effects. There's only one kill, but it looks pretty good. The uh, blood is realistic. You know, the uh, kill's pretty brutal. That's going to go into one of my negatives. I've got a few more positives, but there is only one kill in this movie. I would like to have saw, you know, a few more, but there's only three people. Three people and another voice in the movie. Ghostface, a victim, uh, the girl who has the information, and one of her friends on the, on the cell phone. So, just one kill. Uh, I did love the voice changer homage to uh, Screen 3. I love Screen 3. It used to be my favorite Scream for, for the longest. It was my favorite Scream out of the whole franchise. But I've come to see its problems, obviously. I still love it, but... Definitely not my favorite anymore. And uh, I did love the whole going for a reboot. You know, he's, uh, Ghostface goes on this tangent about how he's he wants a whole new cast, new series, new franchise, blah, blah, blah. I love that because I think once we do get a new Scream movie, that will be the area we're going to. We probably saw the last of Sidney Prescott, uh, Dewey, and Gale as far as uh, Scream goes. It's sad to say, but... If we ever get a Scream 5 or if we get a remake, those guys probably won't be involved. But I did love it. did love that little tangent he went on. And also he went on another tangent how how he uh, he wasn't going to fool around. He was going to get straight to the killing of the victim. He wasn't going to give them time to get out of it. And it, it's pretty hilarious because he's taken like forever to give that uh, little speech. So it kind of goes against the point. So it was a very smart writing choice by Brandon. Um, so the cons, this movie was either too long or too short. It's like 20 minutes, and that's kind of like the a big middle between a, a full-length fan film or a short film. Like a short film's usually like 5 to 10 minutes, you know, maybe 15 tops. This movie's like 1940, like 15 is pushing it for a short film, and a feature, or not a feature, but a regular Fan film is like 45 minutes to like, you know, up to an hour, hour and a half. And I wish it would have picked one of the two sides. I could have, I think it would have been more intense if you would have pushed it all down into like 8 minutes, 10 minutes. But I could have also went for, you know, thickening it out, adding a few more characters, making it 45 minutes. So I wish, he would have, uh, wish they would have made it one way or the other, you know. It felt like it was just kind of in the middle of those two. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the ghost face mask. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but, you know, and I watched uh, the horror show. They reviewed this, and they liked it, so it may just be me, and I may just be used to the original ghost face mask, but I did not really dig, dig all that was going on in the mask, but, you know, I'm sure he couldn't use the mask, so as far as what he could do because I'm pretty positive he was not allowed to use the original mask for this with what he could do he did a pretty good job creating a mask and as far as like like I said I'm I can't really tell if this is a short or if wanting to be a full-length fan film but like most of if this is going for a short which I think it says fan film so it's just not very suspenseful for it to be so short. Like, it doesn't bring in any suspense, hardly, 
at all. I just never felt very uh, thrilled or anything. But, you know, it's really fun. If you love Scream, you're going to love this and you're going to appreciate how much Karis put into this. So, message Brandon, try and get a copy, or not a copy, but uh, try and get him to send you the link of it if you want to. It's a really awesome fan film. He did a great job. A lot of care put into it. A few nitpicks, but for overall, this is a pretty awesome fan film. And I will definitely check it out again whenever I get the hankering to watch some Scream movies. So I'm not going to give that a rating because I've never reviewed a fan film. I don't know the criteria to review a fan film, in all honesty. But as far as fan films go, it's pretty dang awesome. Go check it out. So before we get into Hellfest, I want to announce our follower of the week. It is Big Gedricks. And congratulations to you, Big Gedricks. Not only will you get a shout-out on the, uh, right now, you'll get the shout-out on the Instagram and the digital copy code of heredit for Hereditary. So I will shoot you a DM of that whenever I get a chance and this all gets uploaded. Hopefully tonight, maybe tomorrow. If you haven't heard from me, definitely uh, send me a DM, but it should be up, and you should have your code by tomorrow. So congratulations, and I hope you enjoy. So let's get into Hell House. <laughs> that sounded so weird, guys, and I'm so sorry. Uh, so Hell House stars Bex Taylor Klaus as Taylor. You guys might know her from Scream, the TV series. I absolutely love her character of Audrey in the Scream TV series. She is amazing. Her and uh, Noah are the Randys of that TV series, and they do an amazing job at it. And she still has that spunk that she has, but she's a completely different character in this movie. So that she is a big positive as far as the characters go. She's about she's my favorite character. It's the only one that's you know super charismatic and makes any sense, you know. Uh, Amy forces. Forsyth, or Forsyth, I don't really know how to pronounce that, plays Natalie. And she is pretty much our final girl. Well, actually, never mind. I was about to get into the spoiler. Uh, she is our main lead, Amy Forsyth, as Natalie. And Rain Edwards plays Brooke, who is... And Brooke and Natalie are two best friends. Taylor is... Brooke's friend, but her and Natalie kind of have beef, or Natalie doesn't like her, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know. Kind of some female drama going on that most of us guys aren't really going to understand. So, let's get into our pros. The setting for this is absolutely awesome. This is set in a theme park, a Halloween-style haunted trail theme park, and a crazy-ass theme park at that. You couldn't ask for a better setting to have a slasher movie. And I absolutely ate the setting up. It's well designed. Well orchestrated everything. Whole nine yards. I'd like to know how much that costs them to have that setting. Um, as far as the killer goes, he has an awesome mask. He's built pretty intimidatingly. He's not like super huge, but he's just like, you know, a bigger guy. Not like fat or anything. He's just a well-built, taller character. And Tony Todd makes an appearance on this movie, which is awesome. I love Tony Todd. And the practical effects and the, and the uh, kills they have, pretty good, really well. There's no CGI in this movie. This movie, if I could uh, 
If I could describe it in two words, I would just say very fun. Nothing more, nothing less. Just a lot of fun. And I enjoyed the ending. I'm not going to spoil it to you, for you till after we get through the pros and cons and the ratings. I'm not going to talk me spoilers till after that. I'll give you all a spoiler alert. But um, for the final pro, it's a great atmosphere. And let's get into the cons. Um, there is no character development to be found in this movie. I mean, a few... Uh, Taylor makes Taylor Klaus's character attempts to kind of get some character development. You kind of see the friendship between Rain Edwards and Amy Forsyth, but not to the extent you want. Which you get some more added suspense by them not having that character development, but you don't care about characters getting killed if you don't really know who they are or care about them. But this movie is not going for an Oscar. This movie's going to be fun. It does succeed in being fun. I will give it that. Uh, the Gavin character, played by uh, Toby uh, Toby Atoll, or Robbie Atoll, excuse me. I can't read my own handwriting. This is uh, Natalie Amy Forsyth's uh, love interest. And this guy... He seems he comes off pretty sweet, but like he talks to girls or talks to Natalie like you did when you were fourteen years old on your first date, and it gets annoying after a you know an hour of this. Like I I thought that I was the only one that picked up with it, but I watched this movie twice, and I watched it by myself last night. Watched it with a couple friends today, and they all picked up on how annoying it was that like this kid never got comfortable talking to this girl this whole day. Like he is the most nervous guy I've ever met in my entire life. And he's not like portrayed to be like nerdy or anything. He's just uh super nervous the whole time. I'm assuming he's wrote to be that way because I mean he does a good job acting nervous, but it gets kind of annoying. Like you wanna see this guy eventually break out of his comfort zone and he never does. Uh, on to the third negative, third and final negative. Uh, the kills, you, they could have done so much more with these kills. You're in a haunted house theme park, and the kills, two of the kills are basically just a, um, there is two pretty good kills, but two of the guy, two of the characters get killed in like a 30 second thing of them two just getting stabbed, and these aren't like, just random characters. These are two of your four or five main characters. And, uh... That just, like, seems like a waste to me. Like, you have all these tools to kill people with. You're in this haunted house theme park that has all kinds of places for them to hide. All kinds of things that could go on. And you just stab two people in a 30 second span and kill them off. And, uh, before I say... I said my final negative, I have one more, but this goes back to character development. Uh, Gavin, Asher, and I forget uh, Brooks' love interest, but Asher is the uh, Taylor Bex-Taylor-Claus' love interest. All three of these guys are not fleshed out at all. There's zero, well, there's negative character development if there was zero character development with females. Um... But 
that's why I only listed the three-year-olds as uh, the leads because these guys are pretty much there to be love interest and to get killed. And I guess they serve their purpose, but you don't care when they get killed. Um, but the third act picks up pretty good. Pretty wild. I love the third act. I love the whole movie for what it was. But you have to go in knowing what it is. So, for an overall score, I'm going to give this a 6.5 out of 10. And don't get me wrong, that's not a bad score. It's just not on the level of, like, your hereditaries, your uh, unsane, your A Quiet Place. But it's on the level of, like, The First Purge, which I thought was phenomenal. Uh, it's in like that mid-tier level that are a lot of fun, but they're not groundbreaking, you know? Like, I have it better than, it's my number four or five film of the year, or horror film. It's between four and six. I have it behind Unhow, um, Unsane, A Quiet Place, Hereditary. Yeah, I think it's my number four, and then The First Purge. So it's my number four out of the year as far as horror goes. Grand, I've missed uh, Summer of 84 and Mandy, so I'm sure... Those two, along with Spear and the new Halloween coming out, will shape my order up. But it's not a bad movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's a fun little slasher. Go out and watch it, but no, expect what you um, expect a slasher. Don't expect uh, Hereditary or you know A Quiet Place or Get Out or you know something that's just uh, breaking new grounds. It is what it is. Enjoy it for what it is. Ah, yeah. So that's all we've got on that, and now we're going to talk spoilers. Like I said, Bex Taylor Klaus's character and Brooke's boyfriend get killed in like a 30 second span of them just getting, um, this is, I am so sorry guys, this is, <coughs> excuse me for the cough, but this is the start of spoiler talk, so uh, sorry about that if I did not give you a fair warning. But base Tether Klaus's character and Brooke's boyfriend do get killed. Like, they just get stabbed in a 30-second span where, like, that's two of your... There's four characters left at this point. The first two kills are really good, and then those two get killed like it's nothing. Like, uh, Asher, Bex Tether Klaus's boyfriend, he gets a uh, syringe through the eyeball and then it's shoved through his brain, which is pretty graphic. Fun little kill. And uh, Gavin, Natalie's boyfriend, or not boyfriend, but love interest, he gets a uh, one of those mallets that you hit the, uh, you know, to see if you can make the bell ring at the carnivals things. They're like super huge. He gets uh, hit with that quite a few times over the head, busts his head open. So those two are pretty decent kills. And I was expecting, you know, to see at least one, like, wow kill because, I mean, it's a slasher. That's what you came for. You came, you come for, uh, a slasher, you come, or to going into a slasher movie, you come for great kills, uh, a lot of blood, some fun, some jokes, and for the guy, most guys, you want to see some nudity. It does not have, uh. Which I don't care about the nudity, but a lot of people who are slasher fans definitely care about the nudity. 
does not have nudity and it does not have the greatest kills. And I can do like I can deal with it if the story, you know, like if there's a good enough story, you don't have to have great kills, but when there's uh really no story, you need to have some pretty awesome kills and it does not have the best kills. And to kill your two of your last four characters standing just like that with nothing like he just gets uh they get gutted in front of everybody. There's nothing just too crazy. For that to happen, that just kind of felt lazy and felt like they were running out of budget. I don't really know what was going on, but did not like that. I thought that especially Baxter Klaus's character deserved to uh, have a little fight in her. But she does have a little fight in her and gets away from him. He's trying to put her in the guillotine. But, you know, I, I felt like she deserved more. So that's one that that scene was probably my biggest negative of the movie. And uh shoot. Let's talk the ending real quick. You know, you go in with him and he puts his mask up in his house. You see this little girl sleeping on his couch and you're like, Oh crap, he's about to kill a nine, ten year old girl and my heart just kinda of sank because I hate seeing children get murdered, like, in film. But she just runs up to him and is like, Daddy, what'd you bring me? And that just, uh, I thought that was a pretty good scene to end the movie on because it just kind of shows that, like, anybody can be crazy like that and snap or want to kill people, whatever. You never know who it is. It could be your next door neighbor, it could be your cousin, it could be your brother, it could be your sister, whoever. So I thought that was a good little send off to the movie. And. You know, as far as spoilers, there's not too much to talk about because, I mean, there's not much plot, but, uh, what can I say? This is fun. This is a fun movie. Just don't expect too much. Enjoy it for what it is. Reminds me of a lot of, it's a, reminds me a lot of The Strangers 2, in a way. So, guys, what'd you think about Hell House? And what, what did you think about Hell House? And what is your favorite fan film? That will be my question of the week. If you watch the podcast, answer what is your favorite. Tell me what your favorite fan film is on Instagram. I will send you a digital code from one of my movies this week for you to obtain. So answer that for me. What do you think about Hell House? And what do you think um, what is your favorite fan film right now? So guys, um, that's all we have for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Big Gedrix, thank you so much for being such a supportive follower. I hope that you tuned in so you'll know that you won. If you didn't, you'll have a shout-out on Instagram shortly. And thank you guys all for watching, and keep it Southern Fried. I will talk to you guys next week. Wait, one final announcement, and I will let you guys go. I will be ranking the Halloween franchise before the new movie comes out. And, uh reviewing those as well so i'll be probably be doing two episodes a week until halloween which i'm excited about but you know we'll see how it goes let me know if you guys uh want that or don't want that i'm just kind of jumping on the bandwagon i see a lot of people doing it and i thought hey might as well jump on i love halloween just as much as the next guy and we'll see where it takes us so good night guys and i'll see you all probably wednesday